fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hello, everyone. This is Reese. And this is Carly. And this is to Ellen Back. To Ellen Back. Yeah. A podcast about the L Word uh, a television program that aired on Showtime. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, we are recording this Sunday, November 1st. So by the yeah. time you hear it, whatever we are feeling <laughs> will either be magnified to an extreme or will be hopefully lessened a bit. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be, I think we'll be in limbo. I fear we will be in limbo as well. And I don't know if my fragile state can (laughs) handle too much limbo. Uh, It's been a rough, it's been a rough week over at Mm. Carly HQ. (laughs) Over at Carly University. It's been been a rough week for more than just about, you know. It's been tough at Carly University. It's been tough at Carly University. The students... You know, the dean, the dean is unhappy. Is unhappy. The chancellor is unhappy. <laughs> the chancellor is livid. Oh, she is pissed. We'll get to that. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. So we'll start off by just saying that this is the finale of season five. I want everyone Yay. to just take a moment and really congratulate yourselves <laughs> and us also because we, yeah, we made it us. this far. <laughs> mostly us. But this was a great. This is a great season. Five was a great season. Yeah. Um, and it's a great season to have done before the next season, which is the worst. The worst. Speaking of season six, we are going to be taking the rest of November off, um, Mm -hmm. before we, you know, really get into it. No, no firm plans yet for the season six premiere date, but it is happening despite Mm -hmm. how we don't want to do it. We are going to do it because we must. Yeah. And we'll have fun because it'll be so bad. Yeah, exactly. It'll be extra funny. I think it's going to be a real hoot because <laughs> I'm 75. <laughs> and isn't and that what I the talk. world needs right now? Is a hoot. hoot. Yeah, um, Horton, here's a hoot. Yes, and exactly. And the hoot is us having a hoot. <laughs> and we are tiny, 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 sex. tiny little creatures tiny, living on a planet. Um, so yeah, so just letting you know now, uh, do not expect any new episodes in November. And, you know, apologies in advance. But uh, we we need a little a little break. Um, yeah, we, we just need a little break so that we can have a little break down. Yes, exactly. Um, and it'll give us time to really get some really amazing stuff together for season six, which yeah. is going to be wild. Um, yeah. And then after that, we're going to do something else, but we don't know what yet. Yeah, TBD on something. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, we have a lot to talk about, but not now. Let's get to the... Let's get to the show that we are talking about today. Carly, right. would you like to introduce the episode? You bet I would. Welcome to today's episode, season five, episode 12, the finale entitled Loyal and True. Yes. Whew. A lot of lying and disloyalness. Right. But here. also they say the word loyal exactly. a lot. Yes, they do. So this is a real ripped from the script title <laughs> this one what's the name of my that's the name of my jam band <laughs> rip from the script rip, man rip from the script we did our first gig at wax <laughs> yeah. um, i love you peoria <laughs> this was written and directed by eileen chaikin uh-huh. and originally aired march 23rd 2008 
It did. We had a party um, at a hotel for this little finale. Yeah. But I guess we got so drunk that I forgot to take pictures of everyone. And so... I mean, um, I don't remember any of this. I don't know so. if you were there. Maybe I, I wasn't there, there and that's why. <laughs> anyway, so loyal, loyal and true, which rhymes with boil and blue. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> that's such a normal thing to say. Just look out. I'm going to have more. <laughs> you have more rhymes? I'm going to have more. More, ins- more insights of this nature, <laughs> TK. That means to come. Um, which doesn't and, make any yeah. sense, by the way. Journalists, I know you've been doing this for decades. I still I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. TK to come doesn't make sense. Yeah, why, why not TC? How come? Maybe they're confused. HK, they how come? get confused with TC, which stands Time for code. the Carly University, which is different from Carly University. Oh my god, those are two. The Carly is the name of your apartment building that's like on the Carly off campus. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's um one of the it's one of the on campus uh, housing facilities at yeah, Carly but University. It's pretty much just like the really rich white kids live there. Exactly, because of course I would have my name on a building. That is elitist. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's true. That would be, maybe it got bought, bought out from under your nose. You know what? It was, it was t- my investors sold me out and <sighs> I, I, lost, I lost control of I mean, my university to- housing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so relevant to today's, one of, to today's, one of the many plots in one today's of the show many, that I don't give two shits about. One of the many terribly boring storylines that are in this one hour long episode. All right. One hour and six minutes. Should we get into it so we can start talking yeah, about how annoyed we are? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. We open in a production meeting. They've hired some men, oh, there's more, male there's actors more men. to be in this program <laughs> once again. And they're all dressed oh, terribly, as usual. Purge. They look like they're like extras on Queer as Folk at like Brian Kitty's ad agency in the pilot episode. <laughs> um, and they're like talking about, oh, my God, the movie, blah, blah, blah. They're like, maybe we could do like a feminine hygiene tie in, which what does that even mean? Um, and then like you would get like a free tampon if you go to the film. No, it would be like some sort of ad campaign that combines the tampons. Oh, and so it would be like Jesse would movie. be. Like they'd try to, just, try, they would probably try to have like the actors be in an ad for these tampons and like somehow cross promote it. Oh, so they'd be like, do you want to watch me take my tampon out? Like, I mean, maybe. Like I don't think that's actually, I don't think that it would, I probably don't, it probably wouldn't be that, but it would be something like that because they're already at the end of the production. So there's really no time to put the tampon into the movie. You know, right. they'd have to like write a scene about tampons and make sure that they talk yeah. about which brand it is. So I think it's more of like some sort of promotional thing for the movie that would be paid for potentially right. by the tampons. Honestly, they should have done like a Diflucan tie-in because yeah. that's how Tim Jim could find out that Jenny was cheating was that she picked up a yeast infection from Karina. That's incredible. That's yeah, an incredible that's all, idea. Again, free ideas, free ideas. We got to get you all, into that marketing meeting. All, <laughs> they're all free and they're all roaming around in my brain. You're just giving them away. I'm just giving them away. Giving them away. So someone says it's not just a gay movie. It's for everyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fine fine um, <laughs> here's the places where they don't think it'll test well peoria uh, we're always talking about peoria always. on the show orange county <laughs> orange county just thrown in there just tacked on yeah so i guess that at disneyland is a very straight very straight um park in orange county that we're all familiar with <laughs> um right isn't disneyland in orange it is yes it is right mm-hmm. nebraska uh florida Hmm. What do all these states have in common? Truly, I don't know. 
and they want to change the ending. Yeah, marketing doesn't like the ending. Marketing wants Jesse to go back to Jim, right? In the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jim, who knows who can swim. Swimmy Jimmy. Swimmy, or as they call him in the locker room, good old Swimmy Jimmy. Good old Swim Jim. Swim Jim. Snap into a Swim Jim. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to have constant zingers today. Just my depression is just kicking out zinger after zinger. Um, at the end, Justy's going to be like, hey, I want to go snap into your swim gym. And he's, he's going to look like, right okay. into the camera and wink. Yeah. And then it's going to be like, the end, sunset. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, yeah, obviously, Tina and Adele and everybody seem a little taken aback by this news. Yeah. Um, that's going to change later in the episode. But for now, the people that have been actively involved in the production of this film are shocked by this request. Yeah. They also say that they've just gotten a deal with a major distributor, though they never uh, say who it is, but they use the phrase major distributor major so many distributor. times in this episode that you could make a drinking game out of it if you were <laughs> right. so inclined. You could even make a drinking game out of we just got a new a major distributor yeah. because there's twice in this film and they act like it just happened. So. Yeah. Even though it happened sometime before this meeting. But yeah. So whatever. <laughs> whatever, guys. We're on to you. Whatever. We're about to get into a XL morning jam. So (laughs) XL morning time. And it is a beautiful day in Los Angeles. It's a beautiful day for traffic. (laughs) Tina and Bat are stuck in the car in some traffic and they are talking about geography in a way that I found very confusing. So they're talking about let it lie. They talked about how (laughs) Tina lives on the west side and Angie's school is closer to Tina and would bet consider moving to the West Side. And I hate to break this to them, but most people also <laughs> consider West Hollywood on the West Side. Yeah, I was going to say, ladies, you're already there. You're already in the West Side. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. So um, Bet is writing a speech about Jody's art. Yes. She's going to give a speech to introduce Jody at an opening at the Hammer Museum, I think is what's happening. Yes. And yeah. she's like, this is going to go really well. I think we can already tell that this is going to go perfectly <laughs> without a hitch. And she's like been rehearsing it. And she reads this line that basically says that Jody like invented sculptures and like good yes. for Jody. And then uh-huh. Tina's like, have you talked to her? And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. So that also really wants to highlight in her speech that Jody is a woman. Um, yes. But I think people I think people already know. I think they also know. I think anyone going to an art opening at the Hammer know who the artist is that they are going to see, most likely. Yeah. So they would know that person's gender. But what do I know? You know, she's only a famous artist in this world. Alice is is on a bus, so... Alice's face is on the bus. It looks like she got the job at the Good job, Alice. And she looks great. She looks great. Um, On the look. Get it? I get it. Look at that. It's Alice. (laughs) Look at that. It's Alice Look looking at that great bus. on the look. Also, we see the bus because it is blocking an intersection, which happens frequently in Los Angeles. Um, True. Angie at one point just says, <laughs> which I was like, good job, Angie. <laughs> also, Angie it. wants to honk the horn and she stole the scene as yeah, usual. Completely. Then we pan up. Oh, man. What a what a transition <laughs> to the next scene. I mean, really thought it out. We go up, 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 up in the sky. And what's in the sky? It's a helicopter. The helicopter. helicopter. Down, 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 down. 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 It lands. Who's in the helicopter? Oh, my God. It's Peggy fucking Peabody. 
Peggy Peabody, Peggy Peabody, Peggy Peabody. What's wrong with Peggy Peabody? Well, we're not going to find she out yet. Fine. She's, she seems fine. She's, <laughs> she she's seems fine. She's screaming about wanting her lawyers and her business managers and her daughter, Helena, who materializes out of thin air and is there. I love that. That was amazing. That's magic. Helena's magic of everyday life. Yeah. Hel- poof, Helena's right here. You just <laughs> say her name and she shows up. And she is tan. She is tan. Windswept. She is clearly enjoying some sort of island living and good for her. (laughs) Straight out of island life. (laughs) Island life. She got on the island plane (laughs) to fly in. Um, It's it's Dodo Airlines. It's what takes you to the islands in Animal Crossing. Um, (laughs) I hate that that I just said that. Um, I love that you just said that. Peggy's like, what on earth are you wearing? Which is uh, those two. (laughs) Uh, Those two. I... Oh boy. So then we go to Shane and Molly. It's the High morning, art. and Shane is reenacting scenes from High Art. Yeah, have you guys seen High Art? Because see it. Because this is just a scene from High Art. Shane is a Shane has a new tabby. Shane is a passionate, passionate. photographer. Passionate. She's just she has an eye, and she's using her eye to take some photographs of Molly in bed. And they're both naked. They're both attractive people. And they uh, they sort of like roll toss around in the hay. In the hay, and by hay I mean white bedding. Mm-hmm. Lesbians just love taking photos with old cameras. That's <laughs> yeah, the thing that's that lesbians true. love so much. Mm-hmm. And um, then they're like, "Where'd you pick that up?" And they're like, "Oh, it's at a thrift store." Yeah, it's like I'm really passionate about photography, even though that's something that we've never really gotten into with James. But the good that's, thing, as, as I'm sure we'll discuss shortly, is that it's a pretty easy. Um, industry to break into. So this is a great idea that Shane, Shane had. Um, Super but they simple. Can't, they can't make out all morning because they've got breakfast. I thought you were going to say mother. because they've got morning breath and they should <laughs> go brush their teeth. Um, I hate any scene in a film or television show where the people wake up first thing in the morning and are like full ma- open mouth making out. It makes me want to scream every single <laughs> time it happens. And it happens often. Well, they're about to go stuff some eggs in that mouth. Meg's Benny because they're getting brunchers with Phyllis. Mother! So then we go to Alice's house. Tasha has a new job. Tasha is a security officer at um, everybody's favorite store. Calmart. Calmart. <laughs> Get it? Yes, I got it. It's like Walmart. But it's in California. In California. <laughs> Even though it's the same what? logo and font. AKA Target. And color. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have Walmarts in Los Angeles. Yeah, we do somewhere. We have a lot more targets, though. Yeah, we my do. God, Target! If I you want to sponsor too. this podcast, that would be great. Target! If you want to sponsor any aspect of my life, including this podcast, please give us a holler. That would be um, good. Yeah. Then we go to hospital. Back to hospital. So Peggy got bit by a jellyfish. It happens, you know. It happens to the best of us. It happens. If I had a dollar for every time I. Got bit by a poisonous jellyfish that has no cure for its venom. How many dollars? I would, zero dollars. Yeah. I mean, have zero. It's never happened to me. But uh, she's still worried about Helena's clothes. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's she's focused on what's important. Which is, she seems to be concerned that she's going to die, and she wants to be sure that her money is in good hands. And Helena is her only offspring. Yes. Um, and then she describes Helena's lifestyle uh, with a quintessential Peggy Peabody quote that Lauren will put in. A drab little hut in the dregs of Tahiti with the taxivating granddaughter of a vanilla pod picker. 
doesn't strike me as situated. I think it's an incredibly powerful decision for Peggy to be <laughs> clinging to her newfound classism in uh-huh. on her deathbed speech. Good for her. How does she know she's a granddaughter of a vanilla pod picker? I feel like there's something probably racist in there. The streets? To the streets of Los Angeles, Third Street to be specific. Yeah, they've shot a lot of this in L.A. Yeah. So Shane is wearing a shirt that I had. And Alice is wearing a Free City shirt in the last scene, too. Yeah. A lot of Free City Um, shirts right here. So Shane's going to be a photographer now, LOL. Yeah, LOL. Big time LOL. What kind of photography? Oh, she doesn't know. She does like portraiture. Portraiture. I don't know. Maybe Wait. whatever. Dabble in some stuff. I don't know. <laughs> fashion. Fashion photography. Maybe fashion. Just tent it. Yeah. It's a pretty easy. I'd say if you're looking for a new career path and you want to just get right in there, nursing, um, student teaching, or computers, if you can learn how to code, or fashion photography. Absolutely. It, there's such a need, you know, for fashion photographers and it pays so well. Yeah, it pays you incredibly well. You might not well. be able to tell, but I'm being deeply sarcastic right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It pays very poorly and it's very hard to get gigs and there's very few of them. Photography has changed a lot in the last 20, 30 years. Uh, not mm-hmm. really for the better in some ways, though it is cool to see a lot of new voices in photography, people shooting covers of fashion magazines who never would have had mm-hmm. that opportunity before. That's wonderful to see. Um, it is. However, there are a lot of things about photography that's suck. And a lot yeah. of them have to do with Instagram. Anyway, so Shane wants to go to school first. Molly doesn't want her to go to school. And that was weird. Shane it definitely read that as like a weird dig at her intelligence. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I it thought was it was weird. Molly just being like, I want you to be free all the time to hang out with me. Yeah. Or something. Then she sees they approach the restaurant and they see Phyllis is sitting there with the one... And the only, only. <laughs> Joyce Wishnia. And Molly is like, I am not going on a lesbian double date, which I found very relatable. Um, as the as the child <laughs> of a lesbian parent. As the as a child of lesbian parent experience, <laughs> um, I found that uh, very relatable because every time it happens, I feel, I don't know what I feel, but for some reason, I'm always like annoyed <laughs> with it. Um, so Molly refuses to shake Joyce's hand. Because Joyce tried to ruin her dad. And Shane is like, listen, Molly, hello, that's what divorce is. That's how divorce cases go. You can't just be mean to Joyce Wishnia forever. Because if they're accepting me, you need to accept her. And Molly's like, okay, what a great match. Yep. Doing great. Everyone's doing great, you know? Including us. We're doing amazing. Um, so we first go to the planet. The Shebar bitches are here and they've brought in South Beach's top <laughs> interior decorator to throw up all over it and to replace the moon. And then he says the thing that they say on every HGTV show, which is that it has great bones. And then Kit says, yeah, I hope you choke on them bones. <laughs> yeah, they took down the moon, took that moon right down. Honestly, the moon was hideous. The moon sucked. The moon sucked. The moon had to go. But it also, the moon is very queer. <laughs> That's true. The moon is gay. The sun yeah, is less right? gay. Yeah. But we don't know if they're what they're going to replace the moon with. And we're yeah. never going to find out. We won't. But anyway, this scene is now a different scene because Helena is here and Kit's excited to see her and they're going to go drink some coffee or whatever. And then we go back to brunch. They're also going to have cookies. Helena says, oh, they're also going to have cookies. Do you have cookies? And I was like, yes. wow. And I was like, I 
want cookies now. Yeah, same. Um, We go back to brunch, which we find out is at uh, Little Next Door, which is a restaurant that closed, but it was on West 3rd Street. And um, it's a cute little spot. And they're talking about school. This is so boring. Can I just say this whole episode is one of the most boring episodes of this show I've ever seen. Oh, really? It's an hour and six minutes. (laughs) And most of it is just people talking about things. Like what happens yeah, it definitely had a low, I mean, a lot of stuff low happened. Energy. It had you know, a it lot. Had, it happens, was a very but... chill, like the pace was very slow for a yeah. finale. Mm-hmm. But I sort of thought they pulled it off, even though I didn't necessarily enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. Um, so Molly did great on the LSATs. Well, wow, great for Molly. <laughs> 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 well, and but she's just going to give up Supreme. Uh, she has a Supreme Court internship. She could have been the next Amy Coney Barrett, but instead she wants to go. <laughs> and so she wants to go surfing with Shane on the ocean. Oh, does Shane surf now too? Wow, learning so many new things about Shane. Today. Shane has hobbies now. Get with it. Shane is a well-rounded individual with things aside from ugh, partying ladies. And ladies going on. Hey, remember when wax burnt down? <laughs> Barely. Barely. I, I do think that um, I, I happen to agree. I do not think that Molly should give up a Supreme Court internship uh, to go surfing with Shane. Honestly, I agree, too. Um, if she actually wants to go into law, then it seems quite foolish to have an opportunity like that and not do it. You're privileged as shit. Just fucking yeah. go do it. Yeah. You know how many people want that? Internship, internship and you're just like mm. yeah, or like just, fuck getting out of the way and give it to somebody else who cares yeah <laughs> venice beach b-roll oh yeah we're looking up we're looking up at because we're tasha who's lying on the ground looking up at the trees and the sky and the birds mm-hmm. and, and Alice probably is there's planes here. helicopters definitely um, a lot of planes that's sun the did you say sun already it's daytime, so there's sun, but later there'll be a moon because exactly. at night it switches. Right. Sometimes I get now, confused about that, but right. It's moon is night and sun is day. Yeah. Okay. Sun's day. And there's also chemtrails in the sky. Um, and that's the government um, poisoning us. Yeah, that checks out. Sure. I'm not going to question that at all. Don't. Anyway, that's the whole scene. Yep. That's the whole scene. Alice is here. Tasha's lying on the ground. Tasha is smiling. That's all we Tasha, get. Remains attractive. Yep. We go back to the planet where Helena, she's only been home for about 30 seconds, but she is, her her tune is turning. She does like Dusty quite a bit, but she mm-hmm. kind of misses, she probably misses that purple and tart. Now, maybe she'll be in a position where she can afford it soon. And she's like, who are these people who have come here and stolen your marina's club out from underneath the feet of our community you know what would marina's italian dad husband brother think about this she's like these women are from hell by way of miami beach (laughs) yeah she says they're from hell via south beach yeah and then sydney comes over and casually is like basically uh she's sorry don's crazy as we all know um she is in an emotionally abusive relationship with don who yes. is really mean to her yes. all the time. All the time. And then she comes up and is mean to her some more <laughs> to il- further illustrate the point of how mean mm-hmm. she is to her all the time. Correct. So we go back to Venice Beach 
And Tasha tells Alice that she quit her job today. <laughs> and then she called Alice to come meet her. And she's about to go meet up with her friend JJ from Army, who's now a cop. And they walk up. They're sitting outside at a restaurant. And they walk up to them. And the person with them, whose name is Karen, <laughs> freaks out when she sees Alice because she's a big fan of her from the look and wants an autograph. And it's like kind of awkward, but like not that awkward. Like it could have been more awkward. I don't know. It was like a little awkward. Holy fucking shit. What? I know you. You do? I'm Alice Piazeki and you're watching The Look. Uh-huh. <laughs> you are so cool. Oh my God. Oh, I love the way you, you handle that ass, Mary Lamb. Is she really such a doofus or is that No, like... she's a doofus. Oh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Alice, can yeah. you join us for lunch? Oh, I have somewhere to be, but thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. We'll have a good time. Let's talk to you later. Bye. Oh, man. All right. Williams. <laughs> hey, Alice, could I have your autograph? You want my autograph? Yeah. Yeah, please. What's your name again? Karen. Karen. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like Tasha. It Maybe Tasha felt cool. Maybe Alice felt bashful. Yeah. Um, more importantly, I really like that. I think when the L word was casting like these bit parts, they found people who like had gotten their hair cut a certain way to do Midwestern mom roles mm-hmm. and then just were like oh that could that could be lesbian and then just threw them in that's what i was thinking about when i was looking at our dear friend karen yeah her hair is interesting i have very few notes for this scene tasha looks hot in a white tank top yep T- so. tasha has a perfect smile i don't know what else you want me to say about tasha that we haven't already said she's charming her cheekbones are perfect i don't know yeah don't i'm know gonna s- set up camp on those cheekbones <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm voting early on those cheekbones and I'm voting yes. Yes on cheekbones. Um, Yes on cheekbones. Speaking of bones, (laughs) go back to where Kit recently said she hopes someone chokes on bones. The planet. Where Jenny and Tina are having a little... Like a lunch, maybe? Like a lunch? A light lunch? Light lunch? Maybe a tea? Maybe. Maybe Maybe a fruit plate. In the <laughs> er, late morning, fruit and cheese plate, cheese, hard cheese to know. And fruit plate, hard to know what time of day it is. It is maybe still morning, but maybe afternoon. It's questionable. Whatever time um, of day it is, it is dark in Jenny's soul. That is accurate. <laughs> Tina tells Jenny that they got major studio distribution <laughs> drink. <laughs> um, she also tells her all these secrets about Nikki, which is that Nikki comes to her crying because Jenny won't return her calls. She says after every take, which I find that to be very hard to believe. But after every (laughs) take, she like goes up to Tina and is like, oh my God, do you think that like that's how Jenny, like that's what Jenny meant when she wrote that line? Like, do you think Jenny would have liked that performance? And, you know, I'm sure if she's doing that in front of Adele, which it sounds like she is, that Adele is tickled. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. It's just so weird. Um, <laughs> Jenny's agents dropped her. Yep. So, so, so obviously right. her agents were bad because once more, yeah. a sex tape is not going to kill your career, honey. We've only seen that time and time again. It only <laughs> enhances one's career. Exactly, especially such a good scene. Yeah. Set, set, set. Let's go to set. Let's go to set of the film. We're on set. Nikki is shooting the breakup scene with Karina and then the line producer has to be between Adele and Tina and she has to go up to Tina. Adele couldn't even tell her this herself. And she goes to Tina and she's like, you have to leave the set at 
Adele's request. And she's like, um, what? She's like, she says she can't work with you looking over her shoulder. And she's like, I'm the actual producer of this film. Like this film wouldn't actually be happening without me. So she goes up to Adele, who's fully just smoking a cigarette on set. And yeah, she looks evil as hell. Looks evil as shit, dude. Oh, my God. She is like full villain. Menacing. Yeah, full villain. Complete transformation. She took off her glasses. She got a haircut. She's wearing tiny uh, ankle boots. And she is fierce and mean. And mean as less. Ruth. Ruthless. Heartless. And she's like, well, loyalty is very important to me, Tina. Which is maybe the funniest thing Adele has ever said. <laughs> yeah. Where was your loyalty to Jenny, who was so kind to you? Adele, who blackmailed the production. <laughs> oh, God. If it was my set, I would tell Tina that you can't actually wear a dress with like four peepholes at the top. Yeah. It goes all the way down to your knees and then underneath the dress, which, by the way, has in addition to the peepholes at the top, which are, I think, illegal. I um, believe. Yes. Yeah, I think that it's at least the ordinance. It's, I don't know where they're filming. It's definitely but. a $300 fine. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's actually on the ballot uh, right. this year. So oh, it's, good. We're good, actually, good, good, we're, good. As, a, as a city, we are currently voting on yeah, we are whether voting that on shirt this. is illegal or whether the dress that shirt is illegal, illegal or not. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I honestly voted that it was. Um, in I addition to the, that it was. In addition to the peoples at the top, we also have it, it switches patterns midway. And all of this is its own crime. Um, mm-hmm. But then uh, underneath it, she's wearing a full pair of... of jeans of blue jeans flared blue jeans man remember the jeans with dresses <laughs> over it moment that this was firmly in the oh, middle God. of or maybe on the tail end of but they were just trying to make it happen still i think it that maybe worked for like maybe three weeks i think so yeah yeah it was rough it was it was, it was tough that was a tough other than other than that outfit adele has no grounds for this removal <laughs> and i will be voting no on top adele Tina's like, well, I'm the producer, so like you can't mm-hmm. kick me off. And she's like, okay, but like you want this film to come in on time and under budget, right? So she's threatening Tina that she will take too long and go over budget, which is like, I ha- I just hate I just hate this character so much. <laughs> like I cannot believe any of this is working in her favor. It makes me so angry. I know it's just like drama because it's a soap, but like it's just come on, yeah. And so then we go to the hospital where Helena is talking about how Dawn deceived Kit and bought half of the planet. Mm-hmm. And then Peggy's like, why don't you buy it back for her? Every low life has a price, Helena. And most likely a peccadillo or two that can be easily discovered. If she needs a little persuading. Which is a, like an, an incriminating secret. Right. Which I guess for Dawn is what? That she's the shitty, abusive person to Cindy? Because I don't think that's a secret. But I mean, she's just like corrupt. Like everything about her is like gross and corrupt. Maybe she has an armadillo. A pet armadillo. That would actually kind of endear her to me. I would be like, oh, she has an armadillo. Yeah, at least she's keeping an armadillo alive. She's like, this is my lover Cindy and this is my armadillo Dylan. (laughs) Armadillo. Armadillo. Yeah, everyone wants their own little armadillo. But watch out. It'll backstab you. <laughs> so, and, and Helena's like, I thought you didn't want me to buy my friends. And Peggy's like, as I recall, they were still your friends even when you were poor. So everything's fine now. Um, Helena's seems to be easing back into a life of, of luxury. luxury. <laughs> a life of luxury in the lack of luxury. I like when Peggy says that, like, yeah, I cut you off because it was so that you wouldn't embarrass us. <laughs> like embarrass right. the Peabody name. 
Mm-hmm. Just like, oh God, this, these people. These ladies, my God, rich people, huh? Uh, Peggy that now does not care what Helena does with the money. No. Which is, I mean, convenient, I guess, but whatever. Back to the streets of the Venice Canals. Yes. Where Alice is riding Clea's little motorbike up and down the little streets of the canals, which is a very cute little area here in Los Angeles, California. If it you ever happen to visit. It is. It is very cute, but you have to drive to Venice and then find parking before you can kind of hang out there. And so good. That's true. Um, <laughs> no, it's super cute. Um, okay. So I have a question. Uh-huh. I'm ready to answer it. Okay. Whether or not I know the answer, I will okay. answer it. So Alice had plans and the plans just happened to be in Venice. And so then when Tasha called her from Venice, it was like, well, that's convenient. It's on the way to my date. So she called her there and I guess she wanted Alice to have lunch with them. I'm assuming, right? Like, but then Alice is like, no, I have to leave. And then just like went a few blocks away to go on a date. Friend hang. Sure, 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 sure. Anyway, I'm just, this is a little weird, but whatever. It is. Yeah. Again, we have uh, some lesbian twinning happening here. Yes. But it's kind of cute. I sort of I mean, like both their outfits. Alice's the outfit was really cute. I feel like they kind of could have done a little better. Yeah, you're right. With Melanie Linsky's outfit. I only they can call could've. her Melanie Linsky. Um, <laughs> but she's, I mean, we love her just in general. Um, but I don't love her kind of driving a wedge between Alice and Tasha. Though I guess the wedge no. was kind of already there. I don't know. It's kind of, I mean, it's definitely more Alice's problem than than hers. I, or than Clea's, you mean? Than, than Clea's. But she does try to kiss her after she is told that she has a girlfriend. And that, not cool. And Yeah, she goes for the makeout. Alice goes for the fake out. Um, wow. Clea talks about how she previously cheated on someone, I believe, and it was chaotic. And what start, And then Alice notes that what ends, starts in chaos ends in chaos, which in Certainly. my experience has been 100% true. Yes. Um, but they both are very attracted to each other. And they feel this incredible connection. And what are they going to do about this incredible connection they feel when Alice is in a relationship? There's also a situation here where um, Clea gets a ticket for driving, riding her motorbike or something. Yeah, it wasn't clear what the ticket was for. for. Were they speeding? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. obviously this is so Alice is like, oh. That sucks. The LAPD can be total pigs. And Clea's like, oh. I kind of hate them. And I'm like, this is why the LAPD can be pigs. Because Yikes. they gave you a motorbike driving ticket. ticket? Yeah, I have a few other. Let Yikes. me t- let let me tell you some stories, ladies. <laughs> but I think that the point of that was just to set up like Alice doesn't like exactly. cops. It's just However. letting us know that Alice doesn't like cops mm-hmm. because it's going to become relevant very soon. Very soon. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah. Oh my god. Pool time. Pool time. We're outside at Bet's house and she's super impressed with how Tina is handling everything with Adele trying to kick her off set. And I think Tina is just so exhausted with everything that has happened at this point that she's just like, whatever. We wrap shooting tonight at 4 a.m. and tomorrow night's the wrap party. And that's like, we just have to get through the next like 48 hours. It's it's whatever. 24 hours. Yeah. I can't do math. And then um, so this also sets up that Tina will not be at Jody's our opening situation. tonight because she's going to be on set and she mentions the rap party and then bet is like do you have to go which i get mm-hmm. why she's saying it because like tina's stress and like with adele and everything is very chaotic 
But also she's like, I want to go. It's my film. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, bet. Like, I get where bet was coming from, but it like kind of comes off as like very rude. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Yeah, a little bit. And then Tina says that Jenny wrote a great ending with a powerful message for young gay women. <laughs> um, and we also find out that Bette wants a child. And also we experience at least half of this scene from behind, literally behind a curtain. Yes. Um, and I don't know what the point of that was besides to obscure the outfit that Tina is for some reason still wearing. Still wearing. Yep. So I'd like to see the LAPD take some action on that. Yep. Tasha. Speaking of, we go back to Alice and Tasha at home. And mm -hmm. Tasha looks super excited. She actually yeah. looks really happy. Yeah. We get more of that beautiful smile. And she tells Alice she's excited because she just signed up for the police academy. police academy. And she's like, they're super great. And they're really pro-gay. So it's totally cool. And Alice is just like, blink, blink, blink. <laughs> you want to be a cop? And I... um. Actually, I talked about this in a future, in a former episode, but it was cut out of the final cut. So we can talk about it again. Is that I have I have had this conversation twice with a partner saying, one was a partner who said that she was going to become a cop. I don't know what happened with that. But um, the other was a boyfriend who said that he had just signed up for police academy and he was very excited about it. And I was like, ah. Yeah, big time, big time. Ah. ah. So we broke up shortly thereafter um and that was my last boyfriend ever and uh, i believe he is still a, uh, an officer of the law uh and i <sighs> wonder how that's going for him i would love to see what this sh show has to say about tasha being a <laughs> cop currently like literally today as cops are protecting all the trump mm -hmm. caravans that are running people off the road i mean really just some truly incredible stuff happening it's really deep community work really really incredible really. commitment to justice and fairness and upholding yeah. the law when i think for white supremacists yeah especially like i think lapd especially is very famous for just being really great being great at their jobs yes <laughs> they're world really renowned for being world renowned super really good at their jobs <laughs> super awesome and um and yeah, like really never murdering anyone never and even if they not do, starting they're fights with protesters, super, they're always held accountable for all of their misdeeds. Mm -hmm. They are. And yeah. like if a cop kills you, that cop is going to at least maybe be get on a talking to for two or three days. <laughs> and that is justice. That's lady justice said it in the Constitution. <sighs> Speaking of ladies, um, <gasps> go to Shebar. Helena shows up and she's like, hello, Cindy, I have a proposition for you. And she's like, Dawn's not here right now. And she's like, no, no, it's literally a proposition for just you. It's called Proposition 8 and it will be on the ballot this year. Was that 2008? It sure was, yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Do you like do art? I, do I like art? Mm -hmm. I guess. Do you want like to go to an art? art? Do you want to go to an art show? I mean, I would love to leave my house. Oh, do you mean the art show for Jody? Mm -hmm. I would love to go to art, Jody's art show. Let's go. Okay. Well, here we're here at the art party. Here we are. Here Ooh. we are at the art party for Jody. <laughs> and oh, look, there's Bette Porter. She appears to be talking oh to God. a curator. And I overheard her saying that she's really impressed that Bette decided to come considering what the piece is about. That's huh. interesting. Huh. I wonder what the piece is about. I don't know. I hey, mean, look over there. 
Is that all of the girls? Is that all it's, of the all of the lay girls? It's the whole cast. Oh my god! Is Jody blowing Bet off? Oh, she sure is. Oh my god! I wish I had popcorn to eat at this art gallery opening. It's so dramatic. Whoa, Max is here, but he came with Tom, and it seems to have zero connection to any of the other people in the group. Despite I presume still living with two of them, but whatever. Uh-huh. Whatever. The point of Max's character is to get him as far away from the action as possible uh, to make sure that his place in the community is nowhere. Exactly. Phyllis would like to talk to Shane. She sure would. I hate this. I hate this. this I hate this. I hate this. I fucking hate I hate it. I hate yeah. it. What's going to happen here? And I, I mean, the part I hate is actually the part where they do break up like in a little bit. But like, yeah. I, this is setting it up and you already know what's going to happen. This is, is so Phyllis, annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. I fucking hate this shit. Is that Phyllis is like, you are not good enough for my daughter. You're just going to fuck. You're going to leave her. Um, you know, Bet says that you would totally leave anyone you've ever been with. Alice told me the story of leaving a girl at the altar. So she's like, Trying and she to like, like you've never been with anyone and, and you've never dated anyone for more than six months, which is um, not true because season three picks up like oh, somewhere yeah. between three and six months after um, after two. season two and Sh- Shane and Carmen are already together. A number of months progress there. Right. They must have been together more than six months. And then they go to Whistler. Remember, there's that weird time jump right before they go to Whistler, like right before the finale. So we don't really know how long they actually were together before they had their big wedding. I was thinking that too. It was definitely more than six months. Yeah. More than six months, but less than 12. (laughs) (laughs) Time is a flat circle. So um, she tells Shane that she needs to spare Molly. I think the only idiotic thing about Shane is that Shane is actually uh, absorbing this and acting and taking on it. any of it seriously. But that is mm-hmm. unfortunately a, a flaw that they have written in for Shane is that if you tell her something, she's going to internalize it and then do with it what she may. Yeah. Um, I realized we skipped a part that I thought was very funny. That when the when the gang is in line waiting to get in and Jenny tell Shane that she should go to the rap party. And Shane's like, I don't want to go to the rap party. And she's like, yeah, but you work so hard. <laughs> and I'm like, um, when? She did all that hair. People's hair doesn't just grow on trees. We never it saw her out of your head. She was always just hanging around. <laughs> right. But that's because that's, it's a, it's a TV show. We're not going to see her doing Ugh, all the hair, but we see the hair, ever. you know, and that's the thing that invisible labor, you don't even know. Fine. Like there's the group, people with their hair done and you're thinking like, how was their hair done? Magic. No, it was Shane toiling all hours of the night, sweating, sweat dripping off of her body. Shane, those magic hands, right? Haven't we heard about that before? (laughs) We sure have. Then darkness descends upon the gallery. (laughs) Jody says hello to Kit, has an awkward interaction with Bet. Jody and Shane uh, exchange pleasantries that are genuine. Um, Bet is up there. She's really just promoting the fuck out of Jody, her audacity. Her audacity ex- to be a woman who puts objects <laughs> on other objects. Yeah, she's really drilling, doubled, doubling down on Jody being a woman and um, a sculptor. And a sculptor. Yeah, she, uh, her subconscious things extrude from her subconscious. The redemptive power of art. Okay. Sure. Um, so then Jody Whatever. gets up and says, "This piece is called Core. 
because it's about core values. And, and I was this like, is when you know, and then I was like, first <laughs> oh, of all, boy, first of all, Jody is bad at naming stuff. And second of all, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, uh, it's about, you know, like love, honesty, loyalty, commitment. And her um, art, her art is uh, somehow it's video art, video art. So now she's like a multimedia video artist, and that's what really sells these days. But the video art this isn't sculpture thing. It's some videos that were somehow taken of Bet by they're clearly Jody. footage that is owned by Showtime that was used in the television program right. The L Word, and they're projecting it onto like boxy shapes. Maybe the yeah, boxy shapes boxy are the shapes. sculpture. So it's, it got. I mean, it's kind of confusing that she would do a piece of art that featured audio so prominently. How did that not even occur to me? I was just, just so like, taken aback by the fact that it wasn't a sculpture. And like, where right. did they get the footage that the, the, uh, the audio part didn't even register? I was just like... When did she shoot this? She didn't shoot this footage. She didn't shoot. Yeah, she. it is Bet saying, I love you, go without me, leave me alone, and fuck me over and over again. Sort of like a twisted doll. It's the worst piece of art I've ever seen. Truly the worst. I think that she should have taken that Barbara Bush sculpture from the art studio, put a picture of Bet on it, and gone to the, the museum. Ab- and the, abortion, and then, like, the abortion of Bet Porter. <laughs> the abortion of Bet Porter, yeah. And Could inside the, her little thing would be a little tiny Tina. Just a little tiny little <laughs> Tina. I would have Tiny loved Dana. that art. Um, right. I would have given that five and a half stars yeah. on a one to five scale. I also don't. They, they've they set Jodi up to be this like incredible renowned artist <laughs> in the series. And like her art sucks. This is her art. This is video art projected onto boxes. Like this is. And I'm I mean, I generally don't really love video art. I just feel like no it's, one loves video art. I don't think it's I'm just not into it. But I also don't think this is good, even if you're into video art like it's just bet saying some things over and over again which i just don't see how you as an artist think that like this thing that is clearly purely just to get back at bet is somehow also art like i don't think i think it's just a revenge video it's not art Mm -hmm. like i think the artistic thing to do would have been to actually create a work of art that incorporates things in such a way that when bet saw it it would hurt her. She would know. Yeah. She would know. She would and like, maybe even if other people didn't know. Yeah. But this is literally footage of a person who I'm assuming did not sign a release on to, a screen. She didn't sign a right. release to be in it. Projected yeah. onto boxes. Uh-huh. At the hammer. At the hammer. Um, yeah. So it's bad. I think it's bad. I'm sure people think it's good somewhere. Maybe. No one I just it's think good. it's bad. I think it's very, very bad. Carly thinks it's bad. They explained it. And it went very well. I agree with everything you said. Thank you. Then we go to Shebar. Oh, shit. It's about to get awesome. 
it's Don Denbo looking at Helena. And she's like, who is that hottie? And so she goes over to her and she's like her little speech that they tried to give Shane back when they first had the threesome with Shane. You know, it's that same yeah. energy. <laughs> uh-huh. And then poof, Shane's there. She's like, God damn it. What the fuck right. are you How doing How did you here? get in? Yeah. And now we have another improbable business transaction. Yeah. I, I support it. I support, I support it. it because this one is the one where Dawn gets screwed. So this one right. I support. Mm-hmm. But and it is still like, just uh, as ridiculous as the others. Surprise, we own this place now. Yeah, they did the same thing to her that she did to Kit using Helena's mm-hmm. fancy money. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, and then there's a great interaction between Dawn and Cindy that Lauren should put in. Yeah. What the fuck did you do? Me? Yeah. How could I do anything when I don't have a thought in my head? I mean, that's what you tell people, right? That she doesn't have a thought in her head? Yeah, this is the thought in your head? This is what gets your dirty little hands off her, Dembo. Why should I? Because she's with me. By the way, her name's Tucker. Okay, it's not her lover, Cindy. It's Cindy Annabelle Tucker. Would you like to go dance in your new club? Yes, I'd love to. Good for them. Good for Helena just swooping in with her money, you know? Mm-hmm. She's totally and- changed now. Great job, Peggy. She changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she swooped in with her money. She took the club and then she stole Don Denbo's girl. And that is a trifecta of achievement. Uh, lesbian powers have been unlocked. Helena Peabody wins the season. Ultimate winner of season five is Helena. the person who was in it the least, Helena Peabody. <laughs> yeah, um, she emerges triumphant from all of this. And I she, look forward to yeah. her and Cindy's surely brief, but uh, flourishing courtship. Flourishing love. Dawn keeps calling them skanks, which is just mm-hmm. a funny word. <laughs> I feel like no one says skank anymore. I feel like that was a very 2008 insult. And it's just yeah. kind of like a little time capsule every time she says it. I, <laughs> I appreciate how she clings to that one word so dearly. Um, she does. Also, Dawn loves wearing a gauzy shirt over a tank top. like a, Over a black bra. Yeah. That's like what she wore. Maybe she, did she just have one costume? Maybe. I mean, they did introduce a lot of characters. So maybe one of them had to have a worse costume wardrobe costume wardrobe costume wardrobe budget whatever wardrobe costumes wardrobe costumes. what's this what's this gangster us um every so everyone is like woo dancing except shane and molly are slow dancing like someone just died even though someone died in season three not just now but robin and i used to make used to get so excited whenever we'd be out at like a lesbian thing and there would be yeah. like there's always those lesbian couples that are like intensely slow dancing to like upbeat <laughs> music and we used to think it was the funniest thing in the world i say used to because we can't go anywhere but um though i will say that watching the rest of this episode where it's just large group scenes at parties made yeah. me feel absolutely insane today um yeah. <laughs> but anyway that's not the point um mm-hmm. I also want to point out that Roxy Music is the band playing in this scene, which I thought was a very interesting choice for what a DJ at Shebar would be playing, but it's good. <laughs> so I was like into it, but it definitely felt off for this venue. But anyway, Shane, Shane may goes, be dancing slowly, but she's pretty quick on her feet with this little ingenious plan she's established to push yeah, Molly Shane away. is really uh, <laughs> a, a criminal mastermind here. <laughs> Real genius. Watch out, mm-hmm. Lex Luthor. <laughs> Shane's Here's in town. Shane. <laughs> Using ye old get me a drink fake out. 
where she gets a drink and Shane looks around, sees a lady that she recognizes from a former Life. bedroom experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, and is like, oh, and then Molly is like, and then Shane's like, and then Molly's like, I'm not going to throw a drink at you. Um, you need to save yourself. I was kind of bummed. I was like, I wanted to see a drink thrown at least I know. one, I love one more drink. time, one more yeah. time this season. And if it's going to yeah. get thrown, it's going to be a G bar. Let's yeah. be real. Uh, so, yeah, I think actually, though, I liked I think Molly handled this with dignity. I think so, too. Yeah. Shane's acting ridiculously immature and she handles it as well as I think anybody could. Yeah. For it being, again, I hate this trope. Yes, so much. so much. When someone breaks up with someone for reasons that have nothing to do with the relationship and the other mm-hmm. person doesn't know what those reasons hate are. It. Hate and it. Guess where guess where this shows up the most in shows about my other hated trope, blackmail. Always. Blackmail, which never works. <laughs> which never works. So as you heard last week, I hate blackmail as a plot device. So does Carly. Yes. And uh, although there is no blackmail here, this is a similar like subtrope of that trope. Where exactly. someone's being they are broken connected. up with and they don't know why. Yeah. And they don't know why. Um, and I hate that for for them, <sighs> for too. the show, for me, for Carol, for all of us. I hate for it Los Angeles. For the community. For my future, which is undetermined. And then TBD. um we go back to Beth's house and she is lying in Tina's arms and she says that she was humiliated. And Tina's like, Yeah, that's why she did it. And that's true. She did. She felt humiliated and now she wants Beth to feel humiliated. Mm-hmm. And she succeeded. Yep. Case closed. Pretty, pretty, pretty simple one. Honestly, not not the most complicated uh-huh. thing we've had to deal with here. Uh, yeah, that's the power of art. Exactly. I think that if this had been in the era of social media, then Jody could have just like posted a dumb video online and not had to have had an entire expensive gallery yeah. opening at the fucking hammer. Um, yeah. And maybe she could have saved that for like an actual piece of art instead of like, honestly, this should have ruined her career mm-hmm. as an artist. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. I guess it was really worth it to get one in at old Porter. <laughs> Dean Porter. Oh, man. Uh, Then we get a lot of Los Angeles B-roll. We sure do. And we are now going to the wrap party for Lay Girls. And it's being held at Yamashiro. It sure is. So another story about me, which I guess this is all full of, is that I had a girlfriend once. um, And uh, she was in law school. Thank you so much. She was in law school. And so they had like a law school prom. And she... When she told me, I don't know if she told me where it was or I don't, I don't remember, whatever. Once we, when we pulled up to it, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And we walked in and I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is where they held the, the rap, party. rap party in season five of the L word. Cause even when we were pulling up, I was like, this is like familiar to me. But I, but and even when I, the outside, I was like, okay, this is definitely like, I know that this is from that scene. And then I walked in, but I was like, maybe inside it's not is you know maybe they filmed on a yeah, set no, or whatever. They totally filmed no, it there. No, they filmed it's, in there. That's and I what it in, looks like. And of course, and I had to find. She, my girlfriend, had one friend who was also like a crazy L word person. So I was like running around the whole like, restaurant trying, trying to, to find, find her. her. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, do you know where we are? And and I was like, but this is Yamashiro. And she's like, oh my god, it is. And I was like, oh, I was stoked. I was so excited. I was uh, thrilled. It was what a great night. It was an unforgettable evening. Um. Exactly. So anyway, um, I've been here and it I've was, also been here, just not at the same event that you were at. What was it for an event? Um, weirdly, it was. It was for this like weird networking event for like mm-hmm. film and television people. Anyway, it was a thrill to be there. Also, 
probably you shouldn't go there because it's really expensive and mm-hmm. um, it is uh, owned by white people. Mm-hmm. So we're at the wrap party we're at, at Yamashiro. At Yamashiro. And everyone is pulling up in their outfits that um, I know I know by heart because I don't care. Season six sucks, so I can say whatever I want about it. That 601 picks up um, exactly where 512 ends. Like it picks up that exact moment. So these outfits, we are going to spend a whole bunch of more time with at the beginning Which of season is six. A real shame because Bet's dress Bet's, is yes. disgusting. That is where what a misfire for Bet. Wow. <laughs> she normally is very well put together, but this absolutely. silver sequin butterfly chest piece on a dress, absolutely not. No, no, I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it, and we are going to see a lot of it. We're going to see a lot oh, of that fucking butterfly. God, yeah. So everyone here is in their six hundred one outfits. William gets out of his car, and he and ignores Tina. He's with Adele and Begonia in his car. Like he gets out and he has one on each arm, which Mm -hmm. is all right. You know, the whole gang is here, including Cindy, who's now with Helena, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) She just is here. Nobody questions it. And Shane's in like a weird mood. She dodges questions about Molly. Um, She acts really weird about she's just so like immature and bratty. She's like, she's just yeah. Yeah, it's like I I'm already having to put up with this trope, man. Don't make it worse. Yeah, then they made for it worse. For me personally, like everyone think about me more. Yeah, exactly. I I'm in the same boat with you. So, they do a toast to Jenny, which bizarre. Suddenly everyone likes Jenny. Yeah. And then, which actually that's true. As soon as something terrible happens to somebody, uh we, everyone we is like, "Well, we love them." <laughs> yeah. We're so sorry. Once uh, a new character is introduced <laughs> that we hate more, and then the person uh-huh. we hate more does something shitty to the person we hated previously, we now yeah. are all on the side of the person we hated previously to right. help take down the person we hate more. Which is Adele. Exactly. So Adele is dancing now with uh, Begonia, who is uh, played Karina in the film. Yes. Played by actress Patricia Velasquez. Yes. They are terrible dancers. Horrible dancers, I would say. And they are making out like in a very over the top showy ridiculous way and like also she keeps making eye contact with the gang across the way and it is deeply disturbing (laughs) it is it is fully upsetting um everyone hates it and everyone is upset yeah and then we go to a side room where alice and shane are watching um tasha talking to cammy so but i don't know if they really thought that out and then it was just really fucking random (laughs) yeah she's like so what's going on with you dude and we hear that alice is having doubts about her relationship with tasha but also seems to want to stay in it because she feels bad about the whole about army right and then shane is like reassuring her that like you did everything you could Uh i don't know it just feels very like like, look, if yeah, you're Shane's not on a tear, don't get advice yeah, don't, from Shane today. Don't do not Shane get advice not from Yoda Shane today. today. No, she is not in the right place to be giving advice. It's all very, very toxic advice. Alice says, um, so Alice is like, I feel like all of us, we just, as soon as one thing happens, we just leave our relationships and we should really instead be working on them. And Tasha and I should work on them and not go for this instant gratification. And um, Shane says, yes, you're right. That's true. But also it's okay for you to want something different. And then Shane says, it's your human right to be happy. Um, and unfortunately, that's not true. It's, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> that is false. <laughs> None of us have a right to be happy. I wish it were true. It's not true. It's not true. Now, okay. 
Did they show us Tasha doing shots with Cammy to like plant some sort of like, well, it's okay if Alice leaves her because she's talking to someone, which feels weird. Or it's just, I guess I it's just I think, like, I don't know what they did. It felt I like, feel like poorly thought out. I feel like we would decision. never think that like Tasha, I feel like Tasha is loyal as hell. Like Absolutely. she is like monogamous, like her, whole, yeah. her whole, every bone in her body is just like soaked in monogamy. Like she is yeah. not going to stray. She's Mm-mm. just like, she just has a very intoxicating laugh. So maybe Cammy's kind of charmed. That that could be true. Um, maybe Alice doesn't want to talk to her about Police Academy. I can relate I to that. I had a lot I less interest in speaking to my boyfriend as soon as all of the conversations became about how to identify random people's faces. Um, oh God. Let me get a little bit of fan service for all the Bet- Bettina lovers at home, which is a long, slow dance scene between our, our one and only, our OTP, our, our fave ladies in love. It is one of Tina whom is Pinar, wearing an inappropriate dress because it is ugly. <laughs> one of whom is wearing a gigantic butterfly. An endangered species, and she is flaunting it. Those sequined butterfly appliques should be allowed to live in the wild. They shouldn't <laughs> yeah, be where they ironed onto dresses. <laughs> let th- let it go. Let it know? let it go. That's what that song is about. Absolutely. Um, so Tina and Bet, um, they all look at them and they're like, ah, they belong together. Uh, okay. Sure. And even and Bev and Nina especially are very pleased to see this romance. This is such a weird moment. Like this is truly weird. <laughs> we go to the side room where Nikki is avoiding the party because uh, people look at her like she's going to perform like a trained monkey. Um, All right. She is. She, her profession is performer. Um, Literally. Okay. Um. Everyone wants her to be what they want her to be, and I think, of course, it's su- super valid that she's you know, she's really trapped in this, in the closet basically by her, by her yeah. team. And that's a bummer. Um, and she lost Jenny, which she's obviously very sad about. Uh, and Shane is like, well, I fucked up with Molly. And then Nikki says something dumb. I didn't write it down, I guess, cause I decided it was too I dumb to write it. down. It was like some really, really poor life. Like something that was supposed to sound deep. It was like hardcore, like really stupid. stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Shane like is like, mm, yes, mm-hmm, sure. Uh-huh. These are people who should be giving advice right now. <laughs> yeah, these are this is this is a hot mess meeting another hot mess and they're about to explode into a lava. <laughs> yeah, the real brain trust of the row them in a volcano. Here. It's fine. Yeah. Then William will welcome us all to this wonderful rap party. They would like to introduce Adele Channing he, to the stage. He calls her a rising star in the industry and says that she just today signed a three-picture deal. What? I want to set my hair on fire <laughs> immediately. Uh, also, her first film is going to star her one and only lover of the stars, Begonia Garcia, which I think means that her first film is uh, Liz in September, which was really bad. Well, not surprised. And then she says, if I didn't think Jennifer Schechter for giving me because then Jenny interrupts her and is like I didn't give you anything and of course I know that I would be remiss if I didn't mention Jennifer Schechter who gave me the opportunity I didn't give you anything you stole it it's fine 
Jennifer Schechter. Um, thank you, all of you. Thank you very much. Uh, I realize that the movie is out of my hands now, and I hope that those people entrusted with this responsibility will honor it. I want to thank this amazing, amazing crew who have helped me see through my vision. I want to thank my incredible friends, who I, I, I really love you guys. You guys have, uh, have shown me loyalty and so much compassion and friendship. And I, I think that's what Lay Girls is all about. It means the world to me more than any other movie or lover. Dun, dun, dun! You stole it. Bitch. <laughs> so then we go back and forth between Jenny, Jenny taking over the speech, which I appreciate and salute, mm-hmm. and outside where uh, Shane and Nikki are engaging in sexuals. They're doing sex. They're <laughs> doing all sorts of sex mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. in the open. It's... Yep. A mess. Sexual. Nikki's, Nikki's missing a shoe. She's got one boob out. It's <laughs> just. Boob out. I love the one boob out. One boob out know? is incredible. Shane is going down on her on a balustrade outside of Yamashiro with the like, whole city behind her. And that is romance right there. I was you just know? worried Nikki was going to fall over the edge. Yeah. Little tumble down, a little tumble down. Tumble down the, the hills. Yeah. She's not a trained monkey anymore, everybody. She's Yoki. thinking for herself. At that point, you're going to end up on the roof of the magic castle. Okay. It's not going to mm-hmm. go well. <laughs> she's like, and Jenny's on the mic and she's like, where's Nikki? Where's Nikki? And then fucking Cammy is like, I saw her outside by the little pagoda. Ugh. Jenny says she realizes that she's madly in love with somebody. And then we cut back to Shade and Nikki fucking outside. And then we see Jenny running outside and sees Shane with Nikki. And she's like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, God, great question. What are you doing? You two? What are you doing? This is very unsafe. So first we were intercutting Jenny's speech with them hooking up. And now we're intercutting their confrontation with another confrontation, which is happening right out front by where they arrived and dropped off their cars, which is that Tina has just found out that Aaron and Adele and William have decided to give in to the marketing guys and change the ending. And mm-hmm. Tina is very, very angry. Um, and Adele like fully co-signed it and was like, she, now she believes this bullshit too. Um, she's gross. So we're going back and forth between these two moments. And so uh, then like the friends all join and then Tina's like, they're changing the ending. And then all the friends are like, that's terrible. Yeah, and then like, you can't do that. And Adele says, if the movie's too gay, it's going to alienate audiences. This is bullshit. We worked really hard on a movie that we believed in. And the marketing people just come along and change the whole ending. The guy gets the girl, the end. No, this is the movie that was supposed to change all that. Look, Tina, if the movie's too gay, it's going to alienate audiences. Too gay. It's a movie about lesbians. 
And the movie is full of lesbians. It's chock full of them. Bev is a lesbian, Nina's a lesbian. Sean, Donna, what's her face, the uh, bisexual? Elise. Elise, she's not interested in men. We're talking about one character here. It's not that I big a deal. I just want to know one thing. How do you do it? How do you live with yourself? What the hell is going on? The studio wants to change the ending of the movie. They want Jesse to go back to Jim. <laughs> what? what? They think it's too gay. Well, you're not gonna let him get away with that, are you? I'm telling you, it's the man that does this crazy shit. One of them is like, she didn't ever really seem gay to me either. And I'm like, yeah, because you're like a straight white guy. You never think you don't understand anything. Yeah. Because she was femme. You're so. one of those people that is like, I'm Rachel Wood. She's not queer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, she actually yeah, is. You're one, of um, the, you're one of the Amber Heard deniers. Uh, Amber Heard truthers. Amber Heard truthers. <laughs> you know, then Shane, Jenny, Nikki are all emerging from the sex highway and all these things are intersecting all at the same time. Everyone is meeting up at the, on the grassy knolls for truth telling time for the loyals and the disloyals. And Jenny is like, it's the ultimate betrayal. You've broken my heart. I knew in that moment that she was saying it to Shane. And I believe I argued with people about it on a message board for an entire I year, think, probably. I think the way I was paying attention because I knew this moment was coming, but mm -hmm. the way this scene was shot and edited, I think also tells us that she was talking to Shane. Right. Yeah. Because when she says it, the reaction shot we get is Shane, not Shane. Nikki. And I think the visual language there would tell us that that mm -hmm. is absolutely who she's talking to. And I think that makes sense narratively too. Mm -hmm. Um, all things Shenny aside, like this is supposed to be her best friend mm -hmm. and someone that has always been loyal and been by her side. When Jenny was at her lowest lows, Shane was the only person that gave a shit about her. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't spoken to Nikki in a few weeks or days or whatever time is anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's pretty clear that the, per like, yeah. she's like, Nikki fucked someone else. Like Nikki fucked someone else before, you know, and they got right. through that. This is like the fact that Shane did that to her. That is yeah. the betrayal. The real betrayal. Mm -hmm. And I think because what I saw in it, because that's that is a hundred percent true. And then also earlier in her speech, she said she realized she's in love with somebody. And I obviously mm -hmm. the way they had that where she says, I realized I'm in love with somebody, is Nikki here? So that kind of led everyone to think that it was Nikki that she was going to say she was in love with. But then it felt by her reaction to Shane and Nikki that it wasn't Nikki. Cause I think in addition to Shane's betrayal. I think I felt I really very much read it as also she realized that she was in love with Shane. Because how could you be in love with Nikki? She's well, she th thought she already was in love with Nikki. She already told her <laughs> oh, she yeah, was in love with her. Right. That's the thing. She was in love with her already. So. OK. But if she's talking about Shane in that moment during her speech, mm -hmm. then why is she saying is Nikki here? Nikki, Nikki. Because she was going to be like, at Nikki. hey, guess what? Because like when she went uh -huh. to go find her, she was acting all like cheerful. She was like, Nikki, uh -huh. Nikki, like, where are you? Like as if she had something exciting to tell her, not like I'm in love with Shane. So I, that felt a little weird, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think what she wanted to do was, uh, which kind of, because so the way Jenny plays in this episode is very humble, mm -hmm. humbled and sad. And yeah, whereas a Jenny of a few episodes ago, would she get on the mic and say, whereas I'm in love with someone, where's Nikki? Nikki, I wanted you to know it's not you. I'm not in love with you. <laughs> Yes. Yes. A few episodes ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But in this episode, it feels a little bit weird um, that mm -hmm. she would, that that would be her. Yeah. Her there's, angle. 
there's a more like calm version of Jenny. Yeah. That feels like she's accepted everything that has happened and maybe she's learned something from it. We don't know, mm-hmm. but maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. Or maybe they'll give her a whole new character in season six and then kill her. I don't know. That could happen. You never know. You do know. We know already. We do know. You do really get the sense (gasps) that they ended this with having zero plan for season (laughs) six. Like you can tell, Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something about this ending. They did not set up anything for next season. Mm -hmm. Aside from what? Helena owns the planet. Like that's not interesting. That's not like a storyline. Like, well, the, the movie having a bad ending. I think that the only thing they're really setting up is like... Bet and Tina might what, get pregnant. Is they like, set that what up does, a little. Oh, yeah, they did. She said, like, do you want another kid or whatever? And Tina was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I think the thing, the only, like, cliffhanger, which is perhaps only a cliffhanger to people who are constantly analyzing um, Bell Word for clues that Shani is OTP. Um, <laughs> so you. Me. Is the cliffhanger of, does Shani mean one... Shane, you've broken my heart by hooking up with my ex, which is a really shitty thing to do. Two, Shane, you've broken my heart because I'm in love with you. Or Nikki, you've broken my heart because I'm in love with you. And Shane, I'm also mad at you for being involved. Those are the three options. Those, mm-hmm. That's the cliffhanger that we are all waiting for. And by we, I mean me and the members of the Jenny, Jenny fan board. So I think that was maybe 14 or 15 people. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are dozens of us. Who all have eventually hated me anyway. Because I also was open about Jenny's flaws. Look, sometimes people aren't ready to hear the truth about Jenny Schechter. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, there's nothing really else set up. Like, Bed and Tina are are fine. Jody's Jody's obviously out. Yeah. Um, Alice, well, Alice and Tasha are at odds, but I don't think they set that up very well. No, they didn't. It feels Um, like they... It feels like they were surprised that this was the finale. Like they were like, oh, yeah. shit, wait, we don't have we don't have more stuff. We don't have room to put up the other stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. crap. We forgot to set anything up for next season. Mm-hmm. And then they made one of the worst seasons of television I've ever seen. Yeah, the worst I've, the, of, a, of any show I ever liked and then didn't like. Yeah. I would actually say season six is worse than any season of Glee. Because at least in Glee, they had a, some good covers. <laughs> There was still the music. And I love a cover. That is the episode. That is the season. It's a wrap. We did it. It's a wrap on season five. Let's have a wrap party. Just kidding. Oh my God. Amashiro to go. (laughs) Yeah. You want to get a $45 appetizer to go from Yamashiro? Oh boy. Well, Carly, what did you think of this episode? Uh I thought it was way too long. I was pretty bored throughout it. I think it was a crappy ending to a season that overall was pretty fun. Mhm. I agree. That's a bummer. Yeah, they really brought it down. Yeah, it sucks. I was I was glad Helena came back. I'm yeah, really happy too. to see Helena because I I, I definitely love Peggy, was, of course. Love Peggy even though Late stage Peggy has been a little difficult to deal with. Yeah, but she's still uh, she's got those zingers, you know. Yeah, um, she really she's is entertaining. Good at Joyce, detail. Joyce is entertaining, so nice mm-hmm. to see them pop up and just have little moments of being entertaining because yeah, those are totally. some of the more lively moments of the episode. Yeah. But I do, 
everyone has remained attractive, I thought, physically attractive. Yeah, great job, everyone, making your faces still be nice to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina committed a few crimes. Oh, yeah. Clea committed a, a crime as well, which was uh, biking with someone else's girlfriend. <laughs> in a, That's well, why she got a citation. <laughs> yeah, those that LAPD. Man. You know? She had a real run-in with the LAPD. <laughs> yeah. Probably traumatized from that conversation. Yeah. And I hope that we were funny, even though we're both in a bad mood. Yeah. We tried. We tried to, to get through it again. We were recording this on Sunday, November 1st. And the election is on Tuesday. And I've been in quite a state the past week, week and a half. We're just. Yeah. Just uh, my anxiety has met my depression, and they're like, <laughs> they're like the Jane Lynch gif, like we're gonna create an environment that is so toxic. That's basically yeah. what's happening. It's sort of like you're the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell, but it's the combination but it's, depression exactly. and anxiety. Yeah, exactly. That's. I literally had a a thought about that. Like I oh, was really? gonna, I like came up with a joke that I was going to tweet and then didn't because I was too depressed to even tweet anything but i was yeah. like it's like my my anxiety and depression working together is basically turned my head into a combination talk about pizza Hut. yeah we're on the same page thanks everyone for being here with us and yeah. joining us on this wonderful journey called life thank you for listening to this episode and to this whole season um yeah that's pretty remarkable um the other day when we posted the new episode i was like went and like read all the Instagram comments and they were all like yeah. really cute. And I, yes. And it like reminded me that there's people that actually listen to this podcast. Right. <laughs> I really sometimes have a hard time grasping that anyone actually hears this, even thousands. though we spend time on it. Yeah. Like thousands of people listen to this, like 8,000 people listen to this podcast regularly. That's, that's really that's cool. Thank you all and, our wonderful, beautiful listeners for being on this weird journey with us. And yeah, uh, we love it when you comment on Instagram because it makes us feel successful. Yeah. Honestly, if you comment anywhere, like, yeah. we'll find it. Yeah. Or um, on the autostraddle post. Yeah. Uh, which has whatever. a full transcript and screenshots, yes. by the way. So you should really, really look funny at screenshots it. and a beautiful transcript. Beautiful um, transcript. Yeah. Um, as we said at the top of the show, we are taking the rest of November off. Season six will be coming soon. TBD. We will. TBD, we, we'll, we're update doing it. You on our Instagram. So, yes, there will be updates on social, and that's how you'll know what is happening. It is. Thank you so much for listening to To Ellen Back. You can find us on social media over on Instagram and Twitter. We are at To Ellen Back. You can also email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have a hotline. You can give us a call, leave a message. It's 971-217-6130. We've also got merch, which you can find at store.autotreadle.com. There's stickers, there's shirts, including a Bet Porter 2020 shirt, which is pretty excellent. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And this podcast was produced, edited, and mixed by Lauren Klein. You can find me on social. I am at CarlyTron. Reese is at AutoWin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, Autostraddle.com, the reason we are all here today. Autostraddle.com. All right. And finally, 
it's time for our L words. This is the segment of the show where we end things by simultaneously shouting out a random L word. Usually these have little to no relevance to anything we just recapped. Okay, Reese, you ready? Okay. One, two, three, law school. Lethargy. What'd you say? I said law. I said law school because Molly of law school and also me remembering when I went to law school prom with my then girlfriend. Of course. I said lethargy, which um, is just one of the many things I am currently feeling. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I guess I'm going to feed my and walk my dog now. Yeah. That's great. I'm excited for you. And, and I sort of panic lightly. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. up to two months. Okay. Thank you all Thank for you all listening. So we'll be much. back soonish. Yeah, we'll see you so soon. We'll see you extra soon. Extra soon. Extra but soon. Not that soon. But soon. But not that soon, yeah. But soon. Okay. okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.